So cremation and wakes, are they biblical? What should we do about them? How should we get buried? Also, someone asked about my typical week. I'll put that at the end because probably you don't care, but maybe you do. That's this edition of Ask. All right, welcome back everybody to Ask. I'm Pastor Jamie, we're at uh, Cornerstone Church. This is where you ask questions. It can be about pretty much anything, uh, Bible, faith, life, whatever. I answer them in an upcoming episode. You just gotta go to cornerstonebv.org, drop down, hit the media page, hit the media button, drop down, hit ask, and submit your question. Easy as pie. Okay, so first question uh, that we have today is one that I've actually answered quite a bit in the past. Um, It's simply, what does the Bible say about cremation versus burial? Also, is there anything in the Bible regarding uh, having a wake? As I get older, I learn I lean more towards not wanting a wake. Others have said it goes against the Bible to be cremated, and I know, well, that there's some other countries that won't even allow cremation. So again, thanks for the questions. Um, cremation is a subject I get asked a lot about, so it's obviously in a lot of people's minds, especially as you get older if you have someone in your life who's older. So the short answer is that cremation is perfectly fine. Some throughout church history have argued against cremation. Um, It's usually uh, because of the verses regarding the dead will rise, right, when Jesus comes back. The fact is Jesus will give us new resurrected bodies when he returns. He's not going to scour the earth looking for bones. Even if someone is buried, think about it, it doesn't really take long for their condition to largely become the same as someone who is ashes, right? So others, though, have argued that we should be buried because Jesus was buried. So I get that, but... Does that mean I should be buried in a tomb and not under the ground? Probably not. So the fact is cremation has become a favorite option actually for people and there's a few reasons for that. Number one, it's far more affordable and people would just rather not pay so much, you know, for their body once it's dead. I can understand that. Two, it's cheaper to find a plot if you want to bury the ashes or it allows a family member to hold on to the urn. That's something that some people like. And three, it's more flexible. Some people, that they don't have, they can't have, they don't have to have the services right away, and and uh, family members come in from out of town, so you know they they like the flexibility of cremation. In the end, there is no biblical reason to do it or not do either one. It's totally your preference. As for a wake, there's also not a biblical question, uh, not a biblical question, I should say. Wakes can be sort of morbid for the family, but it does allow some people to pay respects, or more people to pay respects, and it's a way to comfort the mourning family. So it really comes down to personal preference once again. Ask your family what they want, because you won't care. Keep in mind, you do not have to have an open casket wake if that's your issue with it. Wakes are ultimately for the family, Uh, left behind, so feel free to let them make that decision, but also give them directions like, I don't want an open casket. All right, number two, I have a question for ask. Well, you've come to the right place. What language did Jesus speak? From my understanding, it was Aramaic, which was Semitic, and there's three Semitic languages, Aramaic, Hebrew, and Arabic. So I guess my question really is, what's the difference between Hebrewism and Christianity? If Jesus spoke Aramaic, wouldn't Christ be speaking a Semitic gospel if that's true? Um, Well, let me start here. Most historians concur. Aramaic was the uh, most used language around Israel and the surrounding areas during the New Testament period. 
We have in the Gospels what Jesus actually recorded using Aramaic words, so it really is a good guess. That was his primary language. Aramaic is actually, it's very similar to Hebrew, uh, but it draws from other languages as well, like Babylonian languages, things like that. Um, Jesus also would, would know Hebrew, most likely, right? In Jesus' day, Hebrew was largely spoken by religious leaders and in synagogues, uh, so most Jewish people knew Hebrew as well. Certainly the, the men did, and, and they could speak it fairly well. A third language most knew fairly well was also Greek. This was the Roman official language, and it was required to speak Greek typically to do business with other Greeks or to deal with government officials. So the language of a person really has nothing to do with their, with their belief in God. Jesus was a Jewish man, born into a Jewish family, and he observed all the religious traditions and beliefs uh, of the Jewish people, right? Christianity is not really different from Judaism, except for one major difference. Christians believe that Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah that the law and the prophets of the Old Testament pointed to. Christians believe that the Passover lamb and the sacrifices they're not needed because it was all pointing to the perfect sacrifice of Jesus who died once and, for, once and for all for our sins. Christians don't believe there is no, Christians also believe there's no need for priests, right? Because Jesus is the last the great high priest who mediated between us as sinners and God, who we can now boldly go to the throne of grace without human mediation. So I hope this has helped. I have a feeling there's nuances to the question you still want to ask, so please feel free to follow up. All right, last question. What does a typical week like you, Pastor Jamie, does it look for you? So, well, there probably are no typical weeks for me, but I can give you a quick rundown. Monday is my one true day off. Unless there's an emergency, I try to keep Monday free from ministry tasks and responsibilities. Tuesday, it all starts, right? We have our staff meeting on Tuesday morning, and usually there's various individual meetings with both our staff, um, paid and unpaid, church people during the day, and some evenings as well. One of the things people, I think, don't really know about pastors is that we don't just work on sermons for the weekend all week, right? We are essentially CEOs of a small organization. Um, and as that organization grows, the more there is to do and the more help that you need. Um, so I also have to find time for, to pray, study the word for sermons and other studies I'm doing, ask like this. Uh, studying happens during various times, on Tuesday through Thursday. I try to keep my calendar free of meetings on Fridays because that is when I, I really take my study and craft the message for the weekend. Uh, this usually takes much of the day Friday, but depends on what else is going on. And uh, you can also add outside church people who need my help, church functions, uh, email and text questions, funerals, other things, etc. And it can certainly get hectic. Saturday, I usually try to stay home, maybe get some things done, but it's hard to, to really rest on Saturday because we do have a church service on Saturday evening. Um, my mind is hard to rest anyway when, when I knew that that is coming. And of course, Sunday is filled with two Sunday morning services, sometimes meetings, and I have been doing student ministry Sunday evenings. We just hired Josh, our great youth pastor, so it will be nice to not have to do that coming soon. All right, well, hey, thanks for asking. If anybody cared, uh, lots of pastors would love to, if you have a different pastor in your life, ask him uh, what or her what they do uh, in their typical week. It'd be interesting to compare and contrast. All right, this has been Ask. Hopefully we'll see you this weekend, Saturday at 5 or Sunday at 9 or 11. And uh, till then, God bless.